Hello and welcome to The Scoop with me, Andy McAnally. You're listening to Stockport's independent podcast, where each week I speak to a local business owner. This week I'm joined by travel counsellor, Joanne Grogan. Hi Jo, how are you doing? I'm alright, thank you Andy, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks very well. Um, not bad at all. So, um, I believe you've listened to a couple of um, Scoop episodes already. Yep, I have. Um, a couple of mutual friends of ours that you've you've listened to. Um so you know what you're you, you know what you're in for this evening. <laughs> yes, I think so. Um, Give it a go. <laughs> good. So shall we start off as I always do? I like to find out a little bit more about you, about your journey to where you are today and your and your current business. Yeah, that's fine. Um so my current business is obviously I'm a travel counsellor, which is an interesting business to be in at the moment. Um Mm-hmm. But my background and why do here, I I have to go all the way back to leaving school too many years ago to think about. Um, and my first <laughs> proper, proper job, I was supposed to go to university, didn't go in the end because I got a job at BA. Um, okay. And it was, I was doing telephone sales. It was one of those situations that the job came up and I thought, yeah, go on then, we'll try it. Um and I managed to stay there in the end. My let's give it a go and try it. I stayed with the company for 17 years in the end. Um, wow, so, and I went, I joined at a time that BA was still um, the world's favourite airline. It was yeah. a place I joined with, we expanded in Manchester hugely. And so there was, a hundred of us, so of us joined all around the same age at the same time over a period of time, which meant that we had great friendships from there and just developed over time. So even now, my friendship group, I've got a large friendship group that's still BA. Um, mm-hmm. And I was there for 17 years doing different things. Sales is where I ended up um, and ended up being a account manager and travel counsellors was my clients. Um, but that okay. came in later. But yeah, travel counsellors was my client. Um, and it was when they started, if you think travel counsellors have been in business 25 years. And they started as a home working company 20, 26 years ago, which was unheard okay. of. Um, and yeah, it just stuck with me ever since then. So I stayed with BA, then left and my job and moved to London. I had children. I did a completely different career and right, went okay. into um, social housing. <laughs> which is right, very yeah, different. That's totally different. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then when I decided that that wasn't for me after n- n- numerous years, I went back to my first love. Basically, that's it is. It's my first love is travel. Always has been, okay. and that's why I'm back here now. Fair enough. So, you say travel counsellors has been going for twenty six years. Yeah. Now, talk to me a little bit like about that. So I've. On the on the scoop already, we've heard from a couple of travel counsellors who work for not well, who work with not just travel. Yeah, is travel counsellors something similar? I don't know. I did from what I'd seen of you, I thought you worked independently, but I don't yeah. know how does travel counsellors work as an organisation? It is very similar. Um, it is a franchise franchise. Um, we have a head yeah. office. It's a very northern based company, but travel counsellors came out of an idea in Bolton. Um, Somebody went, David Speakman, who set the company up, went on to a Granada TV programme 26 years ago, 27 years ago, to try and get funding from it. I forgot what the name of the programme, there's a programme that they used to do. Um, And he went on a bit like a dragon's den and basically got told that, no, that wouldn't work. And they set up as a first home working travel agent, basically, if you have to remember, this is before mobile phones, before computers as they are now, before everything else. Um, uh-huh. and that's, that was a setup and it was head office in Bolton. Um, and they had a shop in Atherton and a few home workers and it's grown right, ever okay. since. Um, what we have though is we are an international company. Uh-huh. So we have, um, Australia, we have, um, Ireland, a few countries, some Europe and then a lot in the, in Dubai and South Africa. So the bonus from there is that I have 1,800 colleagues, other business owners, who I can pick their brains, basically. So you come to me with whatever you want to do. And if it's somewhere that I don't know where I think, oh, I'm not sure, 
I've got 1,800 people that I can just go, help, can anybody help me with it? Or, you know, <laughs> so, somebody wants to go to a certain restaurant in Dubai, I can just message one of my colleagues in Dubai and go, hey, can, how, do I get a rest, how do I get a reservation at this restaurant? That's the advantage of travel counsellors. So, yeah, it's very similar to the likes of not just travel. Um, But it's my business. It's my baby. And anything that you do, you book that, I'll make sure that that's perfect for you. Okay, cool. So run me through what your... um, what your job is then um, as a travel counsellor. I mean, I think I think a lot of us understand what a travel agent is sort mm-hmm. of traditionally where you go into the shop and look through brochures, etc. Yeah. And we obviously, in today's market, we sort of do a lot of that job ourselves, don't we, by, um, yes. by, by going online and, and booking direct and things like that. So what exactly is a travel counsellor right yeah a lot of people do I have a friend who has always insisted to me that she'll do her she does her own stuff until we actually sat down and talked about it and she she, she can sit there and because she, she's I like researching I went well I'm not stopping you <laughs> I'm not stopping you doing any of that that's fine no. but we'll, we'll do it together and there'll be things that I can suggest that you don't think what do you think of that um but it's a security you have your financially your money's financially secure especially in this market is more important than ever um yeah, i'm here to do i always say i am here to do everything apart from going on holiday with you um even then i can be in your suitcase virtually um <laughs> <laughs> you know i will make sure that i'm here to just take that stress because i think yeah we can do it ourselves and you can sit there on the internet and put things together but as I said, there's a financial risk you're taking, especially nowadays of booking things separately that yeah. I think COVID's taught us that, that you can get stuck like that. Totally. Um, and then there's also the other side that things can go wrong, things change. Um, yeah. You haven't got the time. People's time is so precious that you mm-hmm. spend, You can sit there and go holiday blind looking for something. Um, and that's where I come in and say, well, hang on, let's... I know what you want to do. Let's see what I can find. We'll put it together. We'll put it up together. And yeah. let's get the, the, the ideal holiday for you instead of just picking one up out of a brochure and go fitting in a box. You don't all fit in little boxes. So let's cool. so make you it perfect. Work in collaboration with the customer using your experience and their ideas. Basically, yeah. And then our suppliers. We have some yeah. amazing suppliers that we work with. Um, and everything is... Te- we tailor it to to your to your requirements. Yeah, of course. That's basically it. Cool, fantastic. So it sounds like it's obviously a, a, a well worth the uh, the customers. It saves them time. It potentially saves them money, and also it, it adds added security and value. Yeah, peace of mind. I think is the biggest thing at the moment. Is that you? What mm-hmm. you have, a, and you you're not dealing with a call centre. You're dealing with me. You deal with me from yeah. the moment you inquire. To the minute you come back well even after you come back i'll still phone you up and ask you how your holiday went and things um because <laughs> i just do um but if you're away or if you need something we have a 24 7 duty office so you, you've got peace oh. of mind that that's there i would have checked your hotels beforehand i'd make sure your hotels know you're coming they know what you want mm-hmm. they know your requirements and you just turn up with your suitcase and get a drink and sit and do whatever or just whatever type of holiday you want that's what you're going to do fantastic brilliant so how long did we say you've been you've been running this for i've been running this it's coming up to my third year in may so right, so okay. considering a year of it nobody's traveled um but yeah so, <laughs> but we'll, be, we'll, we'll we just ignore that part um so yeah no it's coming up to my third year anniversary in may um that i went back and i've come back into travel um, and okay. yeah and it's it just is it's my passion it's what I love. I've all, I travel a lot. Anyway. We love travel. I always have done. So, yeah. Okay. This is my passion. Cool. So, let's let's talk a little bit then about your passion, shall we? <laughs> Obviously, it's what you do for a living. It's what you used to do. Is that one of the things that drew you to BA in the first place um, way back when in the Stone Ages? Um, <laughs> do you know what? If I'm being honest, not necessarily. Um, it was a case when I was younger. Yes, I travel. I'd like to travel, but it was that was my normal holidays. We didn't do... I remember we went on one trip that my, I remember my parents saving up so much for. We went to Canada to see relatives. And I always remember that being the conversation of, we're never going to do a holiday like this again. This is your once in a lifetime trip. Okay. And I always, and then I remember going to BA and saying, eh, you know that once in a lifetime trip? Uh, we're doing a few. <laughs> um, 
Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was. It was a. I don't. It was a bit of an unknown going to BA. I think because I didn't know where it was going to go. Um, okay. It was just they. They was opening in Manchester, which was was unheard of at the time for a reservation centre. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was just a perfect opportunity, more than anything. Cool. So maybe more that obviously there was an interesting travel there, but maybe working at BA sparks yeah. like the interesting travel a little bit more than than what it was. Working at BA from the age of I think it was nineteen. Um, yeah. yeah, it that's I grew up at BA as my formative years, and yeah. it just travelled. So for us, it was nothing unusual to. We've always had a weekend off, shall we go somewhere? So we just went yeah. somewhere. And that's that was the life we'd started living as a BA. And between, obviously, your teen, late, early 20s, it was, that was mm-hmm. a normal. And it just grew from there, really. Um, cool. Yeah. And now I just, I love adventures. I love traveling. Cool. So what is the best adventure you've had there? Oh. Where's the best place you've been to? Oh, I can, oh, there's so many. Um, <laughs> if I go back to the first trip I took with my husband, we went to, um, we flew to Jakarta and we went to a place okay. called Jakarta, which is in the middle of Java. And it's got, mm-hmm. there's a place called Borobudur that's just outside there. So we got, an over, we got a train from Jakarta to Jakarta, which was overnight. And we got there in the dark and it was people sleeping all over the station and thinking, we don't know what we're doing here. Um, and then, so that was fine. We got Judge Carter's a student a student place in um, Java. So it's, it's, a, it's a cultural educational place. But okay. Borobudur is somewhere, it's a bit like going to um, Angkor Wat in Cambodia. It's a temple right. that had been hidden for years. And it's just, I mean, I've done Angkor as well. I love spiritual places like that. And it was just the most amazing site and you could Fantastic. want you could climb it and it's domes and it was just beautiful but the most bizarre thing was my husband is tall and blonde and well, he's very young at the time and <laughs> we he just from the minute we got out of the car to the minute we got back into the car that we'd rent that we had a driver on he got it was as if we had paparazzi with us because nobody from the <laughs> I, all these all these um javanese and indonesian people yeah. from the islands because that was their spiritual place to go and they'd never mm-hmm. seen a tall white man and they yeah. just wanted his picture so we have a vision to this day that there's still places in java that has pictures of paul stuck up on the world <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah that was one but then more recently is um i love la we as okay. a family we love la we love yeah. but and then we did borneo a couple uh, two years that was my last holiday we managed to get on oh. was going back to indonesia with Bali. We took the kids for the first time and then we did Borneo and to go and see the orangutans in Borneo was a dream come true. Fantastic. So, yeah. Brilliant. Cool. So, um, so it sounds like you, you, you've done the exotic stuff and, mm. and obviously the big holidays, the LA. LA, when you say you love LA, is that for the theme parks or is it just for the culture? Or It's everything about LA. Um, I've been very fortunate to do LA three times. Um and it's this time we stayed downtown we've stayed in hollywood i've stayed in hollywood i've mm-hmm. stayed santa monica and i've stayed downtown and it's we stayed opposite the staples center we was there for new year's eve mm-hmm. and it's changed so it's just seen how it's changed and just the vibe and yeah we just loved la i just love everything about it we did the american football for the first time which i've never done oh, before wow. and yeah we went to watch the la rams and then we was at the staples center and the Lakers were playing there so we, we didn't get into the Lakers because I kind of decided that was too expensive by the time we got there um, <laughs> but it was just being around it all and just being them all yeah. and yeah it's and the kids the kids had never been so it was well they'd, they'd been when they were babies very little yeah. they hadn't been since so it was nice to awesome. do it with the kids and take them and do go to Santa Monica which we loved and yeah it's just it's just the whole vibe of it and just to see it change and it's quite a it's a really interesting city, I think. Yeah, that's the beauty of somewhere like that for me. I'm not massively into my travel personally. Um, it's not something that, yeah. that drives me particularly. But places like like LA, like New York, those big cities where like you can literally do a little bit of everything. Yes. Um, and it so it's it, you've got the beach holiday aspect, you've got the tourism aspect, you've got the like the exploring yeah different parts of the world within one city and yeah i think somewhere like that is uh is a fascinating place a good one for doing that is singapore 
Okay. Singapore, I hated when I went the first time, which was 20 odd years mm-hmm. ago. And then I went back on the trip we did, the last flight we went on. Um, and that was, and I loved it. And you you say about doing everything, Singapore, you yeah. can do everything. You can have a resort side, you can have the theme parks, you can have the city, yeah. you can have different cultures in the city. You can go to uh, islands. It's just Funnily enough, my, my, partner and, my partner and my little boy went to Singapore. <gasps> Five years ago when she was pregnant with our little girl and I stayed at home. What? <laughs> this is my experiences of travelling. We do yeah, we do things. We've done it with the kids since the kids were tiny. In fact, mm-hmm. in my daughter's first flight, first holiday we did to Abu Dhabi um, mm-hmm. and things like that. So we've never let that stop us. No. And this is why I, I, get, I like doing itineraries that involve something different or just involve, you know, a bit out of the box and... Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's what my experiences are. Fantastic. Um, so, looking at your business, then, um, so you chose to be an independent travel counsellor, yeah, rather than working for a travel agency uh, and in a shop. Was there any particular reason for that? Um, I wanted my work-life balance. I wanted okay. to work from home. Um, I've the kids. I've got two teenagers and it was just, they were very active teenagers and regardless of what people say, they need you more when they get older because you need to be buried around. Um, Yeah, that's it. (laughs) And they're very active. They had football, they've got dancing, they've got their own thing. And it just wasn't at the age they could do it themselves. And so I didn't want to be tied to an office. I didn't want to be tied to office hours. I wanted to be my own boss and have the flexibility to work. Mm-hmm. my own work the way I wanted to work so that was why I went this way also as I say travel counsellors wasn't a, a briefly my account um yeah, but regardless of anything it wasn't so much the relationship I just knew that I liked their ethos um yeah. and in fact I went for went for a taste today first of all just to see what they thought and I'd been in housing for eight years at the time I knew I was coming. Was going to come out of housing because I didn't like it. I hated it. Um, and I went to this taste today and I just walked in and I came home and my husband says, you've talked more about that than you've ever talked about your job. And I just felt at home. I felt mm-hmm. I'd come back to what I knew. I'd come back to the standards and the customer service and the just thought process that I agreed with, really. Um, and it all be cool. customer focused and I'll be in that way round, which is what yeah. I've been brought up as and trained as. And Absolutely. that's what I wanted to go back to. Fair enough. And how did you find the transition, um, Joe, from going uh, working for somebody to then working for yourself? I think it was the re- it. I do laugh and say it took me a while to suddenly realise it was it was my business. It took me quite a long yeah. time to realise that. Um, I kept thinking that. It just wasn't, didn't feel real. Um, and then it was that day of sitting there. Because obviously I came into it with no, no uh, database of customers. I mm-hmm. hadn't brought anybody, but a lot of my contacts are in travel anyway, so they didn't really need me. Um, so, yeah, it was quite daunting to sit there and go, right, okay, what do we do? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I did spend a few days just sat you know, my husband would come home, I'd go, find us another holiday. And he'd be like, oh God, no, it's not another one. Um, because, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was quite daunting and having to push myself out there and get out of my comfort zone, really. Yeah. Um, and not rely on somebody else being there to do it for me. Yeah, absolutely. So how did you, how did you manage to, to overcome that then? Once I realised the phone doesn't ring and people don't, and apart from friends who'd phone me up and try and, Try and well, we try and do business, and now there was all... yeah, well, not so much that. There was <laughs> there's certain things that you going back to what you said before about why use a travel agent. There's certain things that a travel company, a travel agency, or something for want of a better word, are never going to be able to beat. And one of those is some of the tour operators. Um, yeah, this that's just they don't work with travel with the travel trade, so. They just work on their own, and they, and bless, I've got people. I had, and that's what it was. Is people going? I found this holiday, and you're like, kind of going, yeah, I know, but I could do it for you. 
but you're not going to get it any cheaper. In fact, it's going to cost you more money, and that's yeah, not yeah. what you want. And I, and I was too honest. I, I, well, I wasn't too honest. I was very honest with people. I won't do it mm-hmm. to people. If, if it was going to cost them a lot more money, I'll always say, look, you can do it yourself for that. Yeah, it's yeah. the best thing to do. Um, so it was it was a case of once I'd sat there and re- the sun had gone in and I'd stopped sitting in the garden trying to work and thinking, right, I need to get some business. So, yeah, now this isn't working sitting in the garden. Um, yeah, it was actually going out there and thinking, right, I need to network. I need to get involved in um, the community. I need to get involved with people and talk mm-hmm. to people and shout and let people know what I do and think about what type of business I wanted to do because it was fine with posting offers on Facebook but is that really going to give me anything different am I starting out as being any different from anybody else mm-hmm. and people... yeah, throwing out offers doesn't <laughs> doesn't suggest that you can do something bespoke does it no and it doesn't tell no. me it doesn't tell people who I am or what I'm about no um or what my background is and things so yeah it was just having to walk outside and actually face people and go hi i'm joanne and (laughs) i can help (laughs) so how do you distinguish yourself then because i mean you see a lot of a lot of travel counselors will say i can do this offer here i can do this offer there what's how are you different i think a lot i think travel is a very personal thing um yes it's some a lot of people are price driven um mm-hmm. but i think people it's it's like anything people by people i'm a very great believer in that and yeah. it's about building that relationship i will sit and build a relationship with you i'll talk to you as much as you need me to um however we need to meet whether we when when we could meet i'll do zoom calls or what have you and it's just spending time with people it's not a transaction with me and that, yeah. I don't just work as a transactional basis. I want to get to know you. I want to know what makes you tick so we can make sure we get the right holiday and mm-hmm. the right little bits that are along the way to make that special. Um, yeah. That's what it is. I think what I started well, doing, best. yeah, and Sorry, what, what I started doing, um, and I, I do keep dropping them in occasionally now anyway, is I write little stories occasionally on my Facebook page of destinations. And I'm not giving, okay. you, a, I'm not giving you a guide to it by any stretch of imagination i'm giving you my experience of it and it's places i've been to and i might have been yeah. it's like the story i was saying before about jakarta judge carter that's on there i went mm-hmm. years ago but it's my experience of these places and it's just trying to give people this is what i do as fun yeah, yeah. <laughs> i like and i've been to these places i know what holiday's about and i'm not just going and there's nothing wrong with it because i have guilty of just going on a plane and playing and sitting on a beach and plopping but I also like to go and do other things as well. So it's just selling yeah, exactly. me. Well, it's being able to being able to offer something for everyone because not all your clients are going to want to sit on a beach. And no. Those that do may not want to spend two weeks just sat sat on a beach, are they? So it's it's knowing that and being able to to do that. Yeah. And, uh, and give that opportunity, isn't it? And like the, because I don't know Las Vegas for eight hundred quid for all the family or, or whatever it is 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 it's a great deal but that might not be the ideal deal for your no. customer they may be prepared to spend twice as much to do see it. something a little yeah. bit different or do something a little bit different and actually by doing it your way and creating the relationship the customer's getting the perfect holiday rather than a holiday exactly and you're getting a relationship and they're more likely to come back to you to get the next perfect holiday that's what i'm hoping <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that's what it is and it's but going if i go back to what you were saying it was actually finding what type of people i wanted to be around as well okay. um and i tried numerous networking different networking things um mm-hmm. and working out what worked for me what type of person i was um right. And I think I worked out I'm not a formal networker. That doesn't fit within my way of doing things. Um, you know, you go this formal networking that you go to and you've got to hit certain targets and yeah. pass lights. That's not my way of doing it. Um, and that's and, and it works for a lot of people and it works for a lot of travel counsellors. It just mm-hmm. didn't work for me. So I found some nice networking groups and some nice people to surround me that Fantastic. meant that as well as being... Yes, I love being at home, but it meant I had a network of people as well that I could call on for different things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 
some somebody to talk to some days when it's just me sat here. And bored, no one's buying anything to talk to me. <laughs> I've just sound I had different ideas off. And that helps, I think. That's that was a big thing was to actually go out there and put my voice forward and say yeah this is me and build really and it's a slow process I'm not a quick and believe that it isn't a quick thing it does Mm -hmm. take time like say with bookings always take time customers take time and relationships take time and work and that's what I've tried to put in yeah that's if somebody somebody wants to let's fly away this weekend then it's it's dead easy they can they can almost do that all by themselves but to to build the dream holiday the, the two three week yeah dream holiday that's uh it definitely takes time doesn't it you can't yeah. just book that on a whim <laughs> well, you'd be amazed some people do i had one guy phone me up <laughs> I, well, I had one guy seriously phone me up and went i, I need a honey i want my honeymoon and we'd we knew him i knew him from um okay. I, I sometimes partner with another travel agent another travel counselor and we do it we work together and i knew he was her, right. one of her new clients so he'd, and she was away so he'd phone me up and went, right, I want to do my honeymoon. So I said, all right, okay, yeah, fine. I want to go to Maldives. Right, okay, when do you think, when are you getting married? Oh, I got married two years ago. I want to go in two weeks. I was like, <laughs> okay, that's fine. You want to do two weeks in the Maldives in peak season? Fine, no problem. And we got him and he got there and he got what he got. It was once the, the hard rock and we got his hard rock hotel. And then he's phoning me, he's messaging me from the hotel. But mind, he's in his room in the hard rock hotel in the Maldives, messaging me, asking me if the spa's included in the all-inclusive. <laughs> but he's paid the money. He can, ask me, he, he can ask me what he wants. Is it? He's paid, paid the money for it. He's paid a lot of money. Yeah. That's fine. I will find out for you and I'll message you back. And yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it, so the last minute big trips do happen. <laughs> oh, fair enough. So. I'll take it back then. <laughs> <laughs> I always know, he does, he's very... He does this quite frequently, you know. We've, uh, this is grown. He's quite a good customer, but yeah, he's very much last minute, and it's a big trip usually. Fair enough. So. Smashing. Um, cool. So um, let's move away from the travel, um, like far away from the travel, <laughs> and come back home, shall we? To um, to Stockport um, yes. and the SK postcodes. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but your accent doesn't sound too far away, but doesn't sound Stockport. Oldham. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have gone Oldham or Bolton. Yes, yeah, it's an an Oldham accent. (laughs) So, what brought you across to Stockport? Oh, what brought me across to Stockport? Houses. Okay. (laughs) Houses and the link to Manchester. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, We'd gone. I'd moved out of Oldham, and then we was living in Didsbury. Realised uh-huh. that we couldn't afford to live in Didsborough um, when we was getting married, and so yeah, it was just we had friends that lived in Romley, and uh-huh. it was a case of driving around thinking, right, okay, we like it around here, we can get to Manchester easily. Um, so that's how we ended up in Stockport, <laughs> and we're still here Brilliant. twenty years later. <laughs> and so, so twenty years on, as a business owner now, how does how important is Stockport? I mean, it's. I think I know what the answer is going to be based on how you've built your business and you've already told yeah. me that. How important is Stockport and the, the community within Stockport to to your business and vice versa? How do you feel your business is important to, to the community? I think as regards the first bit, um, yeah, I've done a lot of work within the area, within networking, within different... Mm-hmm. Um, groups that yeah Stockport is become very important very key to me and it's funny because I hadn't thought about it before I set up and didn't even give it a thought um and there's actually quite a few of us around the area which surprised me as well <laughs> when yeah. I set up but that's fine we all we're all different we all have different skills so that's you know that's yeah exactly. we don't all appeal to the same people either um yeah so yeah so it's, it's it seemed like it supported me it's seen my, it's supported me in my business. It's grown from doing that. Um, so yeah, I, to me, Stockport is key Fantastic. into my business. How mm-hmm. am I fitting into Stockport? I think I've become, I become more. I think my, I've become more aware of Stockport. I don't think I worked in when I was a housing officer. I worked in Stockport for eight years. Um, mm-hmm. That was my patch, and I didn't really give it much thought until afterwards because it was I was just doing my job um 
whereas now I've got involved, I mean, I'm quite heavily involved with these step, there's a Stockport women's networking group that we do, mm-hmm. an online one that I've done quite uh, from quite early on. Um, and yeah, I get, I think during lockdown, especially, I've had a lot of people who've been struggling or they've been stuck, and I've become quite, I was a bit of a sounding board for a lot of people. Okay. Um, local as well because people know me now people have got used to seeing yeah. my name about and it's taken it took a long time but yeah people do know me so I do try and help from that side of things and yeah yeah I think that's useful and and you've beat you even though there might be some competition within the area as competition being lots of different travel counsellors like you say you all offer something different and that actually benefits the area, doesn't it? Yeah. Because it gives everybody the opportunity to use a travel council and find the perfect holiday. And particularly in obviously the area that we're in, it's it's not a, a down and out area. People do have money to spend yeah. on going on holiday and stuff. So yeah. I think that's hugely important. It uh, keeps the morale up and everything. Yeah, and I think we ha- we can't underestimate the fact we have an airport on our doorstep. Totally. That's the biggest, although everybody keeps pulling our roots out of it, but the fact it's on our doorstep is huge. You don't have to travel anywhere. You can just get in a taxi. It's not having to think too hard about it. That's massive. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And certainly massive for, for you and your, and your industry. Yes, where we can fly. <laughs> Absolutely. Cool. So um, back to the business, Joe. Yeah. Challenges. Now, we have obviously discussed the the challenge of um sort of getting yourself out there and, yes. and 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 starting out and finding first customers and stuff but what would you say has been your biggest challenge um putting myself out there i think and i think lockdown has made me do it mm-hmm. um i usually i'm not a big facebook live person at all okay. um i usually try and shield that but what i did do with the first lockdown is i did a few interviews on okay, different fantastic. social media platforms, which yeah. is out of my comfort zone, beyond belief. Um, and so it's put doing that. I This is my second podcast. I was very fortunate to do a podcast in the first lockdown. Um, awesome. So this is my second podcast. This, again, it's something I wouldn't normally do. Um, yeah. It's been having confidence to just be out there. I've just hosted an evening the second one, I'm, I'm trying to do them monthly. Um, mm-hmm. I did one in November. We didn't do December because it was too, it was two diff- different things going on um, with different suppliers that we have to try and showcase different parts of the world just to give people dreams, really. Um, so yeah, I, just, yeah. I did one in November, which was on Vietnam. And I've done one tonight, mm-hmm. which is on Tanzania and Zanzibar. And hopefully I'm going to get one next month on Iceland. Um, but it's things like so that, that. put that into context, we're recording tonight in... January. Sorry, yes, January. Next yeah. month's one will be in February. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that's more likely to be available um, for people to come and yeah. come to maybe yeah. when this is released. But it's diff- it's different, and I'm, I plan to keep on doing these and working with our different suppliers to just give us give that's people it. some ideas of dreams. Um, mm-hmm. if, even if they just want to join and look at pretty pictures of animals today, it was looking, yeah. we've looked at pretty pictures <laughs> of animals and amazing bush rover things um it's just people need inspiration people want to just yeah. think that they can do it again soon um but going back to challenges that if you'd asked me at the start of year of last year would i ever be doing that i'd be going no way i want to done that um no. so yeah that's been my biggest challenge i think is that i've personally faced is having confidence to go onto camera and do it cool so how have you overcome without is it just been a case of doing it to yeah. overcome the um that or have you used your community your network to to help you with that i have been i have used my network um i have got um work within with with business coach and becky's helped me a lot mm-hmm. by making me do it <laughs> but <laughs> i encourage you you've got no choice job that's, i know it's the encouragement of it and it's like it's and it's support i've had community members joining me on it and supporting it and enjoying it and feeding back information, you know, tips of different things. Um, so yeah, it's been a quite an, an, I've had a lot of people tell me, or, or coach me along, shall we say, yeah. to get to this stage. Um, I always remember cool. the, the first time I did 
um, one of the face. I did. I know I did a big one in Manchester. It wasn't the first one, but I knew it was a big one. I did a big one in Manchester that I knew was going to get a lot of views as an interview. Okay. And right. I had a, a a performance coach that I was a friend of mine that I phoned up in right. the end and said, "Tips, please." And she she <laughs> literally five minutes beforehand was talking me through. And me doing my breathing exercises, doing everything beforehand, so I could just go on ready to just perform. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Cool. Fantastic. Um, excellent. And then what about successes? What would you say has been the biggest success? I'm here. I've got through coronavirus so far, touch wood. I'm still Brilliant. in business. Um, I've grown my profile. I've grown my reach. Um, I have customers that stayed with me. And I've got customers still booking. Um, I like I like that that's sort of a, a it's almost non tangible, isn't it? It's not like a I've made this much money or no. I've done this, I've done that and the other. Just the fact that you're in business and and you're enjoying it, I suppose as well. Yeah, I am, and it's that it's I think that's if you'd asked me at the start of last year. I was having, in fact, I'm sat here now in my little office looking at certificates because I was having the best start of my year. I was having the best start of, I'd had two months of sales. It was the highest I've ever done. I had a business plan for the year that I'd, I'd teamed up with another travel counsellor. We was we were taking over the world. Um, mm-hmm. We'd got, we'd got, we was working on sports, with sports personalities to try and get them working on board. We had a plan. Wow. And Brilliant. obviously that went out the window. Um and got put on hold yeah it's been put on hold um <laughs> that's a good way of doing it so yeah it's gone on hold and we dealt with it we've dealt with what we've been thrown i've dealt with what we've been thrown i think the hardest part was turning around quite early on just before we went into lockdown in the uk and i had we'd arranged my colleague and i the girl i work with had arranged to meet a customer in manchester um okay. to give him his tickets because he was on his, this amazing trip around vietnam that I'd Brilliant. put together, everything else. And it was his birthday. And literally that morning before we met him, I had to phone oh, him and say, wow. look, we'll meet you. That's fine. But we're not sure what's going to happen. Because Vietnam <sighs> that morning announced that they wouldn't let any any Brits in, any UK residents, tourists in. Oh, and it was no. a case of actually meeting. And I thought, so we're not going to meet, not meet him because we'd warned him. And we met him yeah. and just sat down with him and said, look, and this is when nobody knew what was going on properly. We didn't know what was going to yeah, happen. Yeah. And it's like, this is the, they're not letting us in. We've never had this before. No, they've never refused UK residents, UK tourists. And it was a case of sitting down with him and having to go, right, we've researched this much, this much we know for definite. We'll let you know about the rest, but you're not going on Friday. <laughs> and it was, we met him on Friday, we were supposed to go on Sunday. And it was like, you can't go on Sunday. Oh, no. But you're safe. Your money's safe. You're safe. Yeah. We'll deal with it. You're not there. You're not stuck in Vietnam. We can deal with it. And he was brilliant and he was amazing. And he was like, right, fine. Just let me know what I need to do and when I can Good. go forward. And bless him. I've just rebooked him for the third time. Uh, we might get there yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just that is a challenge, was a challenge. And it, but it also yeah. made me realise what we got and that. It was be, he's facing to face somebody face to face and say this is where we're up to and we don't know whether you've got to go we don't know what it is mm. i can deal with the rest well, that's of it your relationship <laughs> is hugely important isn't it because like otherwise if he'd have booked it himself he'd be sat on hold for hours yeah. upon hours trying to get through to a call center yeah a call center and it's so it's i mean whilst obviously it's a person it's still yeah. There's a grip to some degree, isn't there? There's only so much that there can be but it's told, not... whereas at least with you, you can you can have a coffee with him, you can sit him down properly, yeah. have that real conversation and say, look, I've done the research and I've and give him more information maybe than he'd, he'd have otherwise. Yeah, that's it. And I think that's what we've done. I've tried to do that throughout the whole of lockdown is deal with everybody. Mm-hmm. And you, you look at what happened. So many firms furloughed staff. Um and they furloughed, they furloughed the staff that needed to answer the phones um, and the <laughs> staff that needed to process refunds and things like that because nobody knew it was going to go on as long. Nobody knew it was going to be like it was. And yeah. I've been here and I can safely say, especially all the way through to summer, I don't think I've ever worked so hard. Um, <laughs> and it's just, that's what it is. It's 
and yeah, it's it was nice to get. I think I must have got a dozen people out of the year in the year that got travelling from March to Christmas. Um, yeah. Which I, I'm even some of them were UK holidays, but I got a dozen, about a dozen things booked, which is fine. Cool. Um, and I'm still here, and I will be here. I'm not going anywhere. And once it's all gone. Yes, I'm here to sort everybody's holidays out. Fantastic, Ooh. excellent. And so, I t- sorry about that. that what... No, it's fine. Sorry. So, is that where the future holds? Then, is it to to remain here and and hopefully come out the other end of um, of lockdown and then take over the world as you had planned? Yes, yeah, that's it. That's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> so. oh, excuse me. Fantastic. So. Um, what about what would your best tips or advice be to people when they're looking for a holiday how how do you help people um don't play don't hide your budget talk okay. to somebody and don't hide your budget if i ask if somebody asks for a budget it doesn't mean i'm going i'm there to drip you up or to sell to sell you up to that budget it yeah. just means that we can get what is right um yeah. i think that's the biggest thing people always seem quite wary when you say and what budget are you looking looking to work in and it just means you can get the holiday that's right for you i'm not giving you something that there's no way on this earth you're ever going to you know is way beyond your dreams and i'm not giving you something you think oh god is that all you think i'm worth it's (laughs) it's being on just be honest and just don't hide your budgets but and also um use use a professional use somebody especially in the current state of things with restrictions yeah. changing weekly, with um, airlines changing policies, countries changing restrictions about letting you in, use somebody there um, that you, so you know you're protected, you've got somebody on your side and somebody you can talk to. Yeah, fantastic. That's Brilliant. the easiest Great thing advice. I could say to anybody. Great advice. It's one of those, when you talk about budget particularly, it's the kind of thing that, like you say, a lot of people will hide the budget, and like I suppose you think of a typical car salesman, really, don't yeah. you? Who's who's going to sort of just sell you everything because you've said you've got X amount to spend. Yes. But if you if you get in the right person doing the job for you, then it's not it's not your job to spend all of your customers' no. money, is it? It's your job to get the best holiday. That's it. And like, if that person wants, like, really needs a three star four star rather than a five star all inclusive then that's what you'll give them isn't it and what i what i'm guilty of which becky shouts at me for um, <laughs> is i will try and get you more than you more for it so right. i will try and get you as much as i can for that money yeah um regardless <laughs> It's the easiest way to say it. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll always try and get the best I can get for the budget. But unless I know the budget, I can't work properly. No, absolutely not. Fantastic. So, so yes. Cool. So um, really interesting, obviously, talking about the business, about all your your um, your passion for travel. It's actually got me a little bit more excited. Like I said at the beginning, <laughs> travel's not my... It's not that I don't like it. I just... It's, it's just not it's just not my bag i've got other things that i'm yeah. that i'm interested in but it's actually got me a little bit more excited um i might even go out to singapore next time uh, <laughs> next time the missions go you can always <laughs> combine your interests with traveling you know well yeah i know that's what for me one of the what one of my big dreams would be to go out to kona hawaii yeah um, because that's where the iron man world championship <laughs> is yeah. exactly and so as a as a triathlete and and that's what i do i run events as well so yeah obviously hawaii would be fantastic and i like i like food and drink and i suppose you can combine the food and drink aspect of it but yeah i don't know from for me when when i think of a holiday i just want to go and sit by a pool for for a week um and just switch off and the whole travel the the idea of travel and the it's it's almost work in traveling isn't it and i just want to switch off but if it's the right thing at the right time, then yeah, absolutely. And so I was, not... you also have to reprogram your brain that yeah. the traveling is part of the fun. 
Yeah, well, that's it. It it would be. I suppose you think of when you you go away with you when you're kids with your mum and dad, and they're like, "We're going, we're going to go to this museum. We're going to go to yeah. that museum." Like, I'm just not interested, and that's I think what's tainted me. Yeah, personally, like, and I'm sure there's a lot of people who are similar. Yeah, it's been dragged around so many churches. It's like, yeah, okay, another one. Um, yeah, and I think exactly. if you actually ask my kids, I probably drag them around too many temples, um, <laughs> and they probably say the same thing. But yeah, it's. It's what I always I do remember when you say that I was we took the kids and we'd do, we'd done an American dream. I could think of so many different. I'm thinking of so many different holidays. I wanted to do America, yeah. an American dream holiday, so we'd okay. done. We've flown into Washington and got a car, and we drove up to the Blue Ridge Mountains, and okay, we'd hired yeah. a house, and it was a big log cabin next to a lake where everybody went diving in the lake and it was a full-on like you see in the films it was i'd wanted mm. to do the diving in the lake i wanted the log cabin i wanted yeah. the american dream so we'd done that but very much my kids were really little <laughs> yeah. but we did it and then we went into wash we stayed a few days in washington which i love washington it's an amazing city mm-hmm. but i do remember building up that was good we went we was doing different smithsonians on different days it was very very hot i remember going into um the natural history of the Smithsonian, and you've obviously seen it on all the films. Now it's in the museum; mm-hmm. it's all in there. And the dinosaurs yeah. amazing. And my son, I think, must have been about—I think he was about four at the time—just stood there and cried and went, "I don't want to do this." <laughs> and I was like, but, but, "But you've got to do this. We're in the Smithsonian. This is this is just." just... And he just looked at me. <laughs> went, "Okay, we're going to get an ice cream yeah. instead." Um, so yeah, you've got you've got to adapt. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. I think I've just never, for me personally. As as an adult, I've never travelled, so my travelling was always as a as yeah. a kid with my mum and dad, and like I say, that didn't excite me. That that drew no passion from me. And then as an adult, I've not I've done holidays, but I've not travelled as such. And so yeah, I just want to go to Spain or one of the islands, yeah. sit by a pool for for a week. But then, like I say, you've drawn some passion out of me because I I know that. I'd love to go to Kona. I'd love to go somewhere like Boston or somewhere oh, like yeah. that and experience the beer and the burgers. And, yeah, and, and, and then go to the Cape and go and get the lobster and, yeah. Yeah, ex- exactly. Drive, but, drive um, over to the Cape and spend some time down there and just, yeah, and the lobster and the, the sea, the walking down the beaches and time it right. You've got the right season changes. Oh, yeah, totally. I, could, I could send you on all yeah. sorts now. <laughs> Smashing. So what we'll do is we'll, when Corona finishes, yes. I'll be in touch and we'll... We'll sort out some sort of... Uh... We'll get you to Hawaii. <laughs> we will get you to Hawaii. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and you can yeah, throw no, an LA on the what... way. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Absolutely. <laughs> one, one day then. Yeah, that <laughs> sounds <day>. perfect. <laughs> cool. So um, so bringing it back home once more, yeah. Joe. what, I mean, we have discussed Stockport a little bit. We've discussed why yeah. you're here and some of the things you love. But what's the best thing about... We've done the best thing about... Um, about traveling for you but what's the best thing about um about stockport being home it's home uh mm-hmm. lot of the pies pies um <laughs> <laughs> that was my downfall when i worked in stockport itself um, okay <laughs> and it's a community it's where yeah i where we where i am where i live in I'm, i live up in woodley and okay it's a community with spirit we've got around here. We've got an amazing, and I think that's come out more with coronavirus as well. It's grown. There's Boy, people looking yeah, after absolutely. people looking after each other. Um, there's a great we have a great support group around here, um, mm-hmm. looking after neighbours. And I think in the first lockdown, I was doing phone calls to people who were shielding at home, just so they had somebody to talk to, which was set up by a local a local community leader. Um, and yeah, that's what the best thing is um and totally yeah absolutely agree absolutely agree that's what the scoop is all about and there are so many initiatives like you say you've got the you've got the church-based ones you've got the i love communities you've got your your, all there's this there is just so many (laughs) and 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 exactly people look out for it people seem to be looking out for each other and i think i I saw and like i said i mentioned earlier about working in stockport and I was within the social housing sector in Stockport. Mm-hmm. So obviously I saw that side of the community and the work that people like the Wellspring do and that the housing yeah. associations do, do Stockport Homes and other people as well. Um, but to come, to bring it back home with me 
and to see what's going on in my doorstep properly, which has mm-hmm. gone on during Corona, has been quite inspiring. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what Stockport is for me. Cool. Fantastic. That's brilliant. I've got goosebumps just listening to you say that. That's <laughs> fantastic. <got> <laughs> well, <laughs> so we'll we'll draw to a close there so I can uh, I can uh, take a deep breath and <laughs> get over that. But um, so to finish off, um, I always put your contact details on our website, which is uk. But you want to just let listeners know where they can find you? Yeah, you can find me on Facebook. Um, it's Joanne Grogan Travel Counselor um, in fact all the socials are under Joanne Grogan Travel Counselor if you want to give me a ring the telephone number if that's okay is 0161, yeah, yeah, 0161 297 0366 or email oh, is fantastic. Joanne Grogan at hop, uh, God, sorry, again. <laughs> Joanne dot Grogan <laughs> give me my personal one Joanne com. smashing fantastic that's great. Thank you um, very much, Joanne. It's been, uh, like I say, it's been inspiring. You've uh, you've released some sort of passion out of me, um, <laughs> which is uh, which is great. You've obviously uh, oh, God, done I'm, a good job. It's catching. <laughs> it is. It is infectious. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. So, well, I look forward to. Uh, we'll, we'll be in touch, and we'll get me to Hawaii one October. That sure. sounds good. All right, then, Andy. Thank yeah. you. Cool. Thank you. So don't forget, as always, please make sure you subscribe to The Scoop so you don't miss out on each new episode every Thursday. If you've been enjoying listening to The Scoop, please leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. It really does help to showcase not just the podcast itself, but to help promote our local businesses as well and help people find the podcast. Finally, to support what I'm doing, you can always buy me a brew over at buymeacoffee.com forward slash The Scoop. And don't forget, whenever you're searching, it's spelt like our postcode, S-K-O-O-P. Well, thanks once again, Joanne. It's been great talking to you, and I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thank you very much.